What's the best little win when owning a creative business? Ever wish life had a <clears throat> ever wish life had an undo Ever wish life had an undo button? With over 30 years experience in the creative industry, Matt and Dylan spill their secrets and share their insights about business and design, all to try to save you an under. This is the Command Z Show, presented by Made by Things and Mingus Design. All right, Dylan, what are you what are you working on? I'm working on drumming up some new business this week, and uh, got a couple three projects on the plate, including some work for a client that I've served before named Sedgwick. They do explainer mm-hmm. videos for big companies. Nice. And I've got a friend over there who's uh, brought me into a project that is going to get pointed at a company that has a fruit in its name. And I'll stop there. A really big mm-hmm. company with a trillion dollars in cash. Fruit. Yeah. Trillion no need dollars to, cash. No need to guess. <laughs> Let's move on. What are you working on, Matt? <laughs> uh, I, a few things. We have we have probably six or seven projects in various stages going on right now, <clears throat> which is crazy because this time a year, a year ago, the most we would ever do at one time was probably one or two. Um, but with the growing team, we're able to do a little bit more. Um, and one of the new projects we're starting this week is a, uh, a large company, um, sports, an oval shaped ball, uh, hmm. and people wear pads. <laughs> hmm. Oval shaped <laughs> ball. Uh huh. Um, hmm. There is throwing and there is running. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does, that's, that's, is the company that's is a company a three letter acronym? Uh, it may or may not be. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, I guess we also have a couple other things. One is um, we did this, we finished this project up uh, that was just, we client canceled it right in the middle of it. So we, we launched a, this project as something that people can bid on. Like companies can, we, we just basically finished up this project that was canceled and now we're auctioning it off. It's super weird, but I'm trying something there. And then the last thing is I'm, I'm working on some sourdough bread. And it, I've been sourdough oh bread. I've why been not? Cause why not? For, I've been working on this for, for 17 days now. I just posted on LinkedIn this morning about it, but, um, I've, I've always wanted to make bread like just good bread. And yeah, so 17 days, a lot of those days feeding it three times a day. It's like a small child basically. And then I made it on Sunday. Today's Tuesday. And uh, my wife's family was over. I gathered everyone around so I can cut it and we could all smell it and, and reap the rewards of this 17 days of work. And it was completely undercooked <laughs> and I had to throw it out. Paul Hollywood walked into the room and said, it's horrible. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Texture's no, not it, there. Flavor's <laughs> off. It's awful. It was, Start over. It was so disappointing. I've never been more heartbroken by food before, but then... I was like, you know what? Let me cut through it a little bit and see if there's anything that I can eat. And then I cut my finger on undercooked bread. Um, yeah, and that's uh, wow. That you was, know, that was my weekend. People, people will wonder how did the podcast fail with Matt and Dylan? I mean, he only did a few episodes, <laughs> and they'll discover that what happened was we started off um, 
episode five by making some really vague references to huge companies and in a sort of kind of strange humble brag. And then, um, and then we, we just derailed onto things that were not creatively related at all. Although you could argue that making bread is absolutely a creative exercise. I, you know, I, I think so. I, I just like to get obsessed about things sometimes. Like my mind is always, always working. If I don't do other things, then I'm just going to think about work all day long. Yeah. So I have to like kind of force myself to do things that are unrelated as a sort of hobby. And then I try to turn it into a business at some point. That's usually how that works. This is a recurring theme of our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. For folks that are just tuning in, this is what, this has kind of been the flavor of our first several episodes of the podcast, which is we, we are always thinking about things to make and do and create. And as Matt just mentioned, sometimes we talk about monetizing that stuff and that's just what we do. And yeah. are we successful at it? Sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're just, sometimes this stuff is just creative exercises because it is good for your brain and that's it. Yeah. Like, is Mac going to sell sourdough bread next week? Probably not. I don't think so. But, okay. But I would love to have a bakery someday. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, no, not next week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, I have a question for you. Speaking of creative business. Let's hear it. The question for this week comes from one of our listeners, Audrey Steeman. And folks, if you don't know Audrey, you should check her out. It's AudreySteeman.com. Let me spell that out. A-U-D-R-E-Y-S-T-E-M-E-N.com. Audrey's a CCAD graduate, super sharp kid, articulate. I can say kid because I'm old enough, but super (laughs) articulate, super talented, uh, dabbles in all kinds of stuff. Uh, so check her out. But Audrey sent us a question, which we invite. If you guys have questions for us, we would love to start bringing these into the podcast. So she's our first one. And Audrey's question is, what's the best little win when owning a creative business? Oh, wow. All right, let's see. Little wins. Uh, I'm going to almost be talking directly to Audrey for some of this because I know her pretty well. She's, she's done some work for us and, um, it's been fun to watch kind of her journey from being student to graduate to, you know, working in the field to now she's, um, she's freelance now. So, um, and I guess more specifically to her is she's been, she's one year freelance now and she, she documents her journey very well. And it's, it's inspiring for me to see, um, whenever, I think we've talked about this before a little bit, but anytime that you, that somebody asks for your advice on things, and you can always be a little bit hesitant because most people, they won't even take your advice. They're just kind of looking for something in that moment. They want to hear what um, they want to hear, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to really go into in depth into like kind of talking through things. But Audrey is the kind of person that she listens very carefully and executes those things. So it's always fun to just like have this conversation. What are you doing right now? <laughs> Sorry. I'm, taking, I'm, I'm really hot and I'm taking off my, my, okay, we'll do a screenshot of this in the episode, uh, summary, but for there now, I'm sorry, Matt, I'm, I'm being totally like distracting. I'm you're trying to make my, a little igloo. I'm, I'm being horribly distracting. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, no okay. so, um, so little wins, you know, early on, I don't know. Maybe it's it's not the best thing, but I, I generally look for those little financial wins 
while it's not, you know, why we do this stuff, I still think having those financial goals and being able to reach them, I think that's a huge victory. I think it's also a huge victory to just sign on a new project. I used to do this thing with me and my wife where anytime that I got a new project in, we would like a new project over a certain amount, we would go to Ted's, uh, Ted's Montana Grill. Mm-hmm. I love their burgers. They're the best, but they're expensive. So <laughs> I always make sure that, um, I don't know, I did, I did really good early on kind of celebrating those, those little victories because there wasn't, honestly, there wasn't that many. I mean, we, at that point early on, I might do, I don't know, seven to 10 projects a year. So anytime that like one came through, that was a little bit bigger. It was just really exciting. And we try to find little ways to, to kind of celebrate. Um, I don't know when that stopped exactly, but I just whenever we started booking more and more projects, just having a Ted's budget was just kind of out of the question. Um, it stopped when you started booking massive football organizations <laughs> that you can't say the acronym of. That <laughs> everyone knows what you're talking about. Um, um, well, so so you're saying, if I'm hearing you right, that uh, this, this little a little win is actually a big victory. Is that right? I think so. I it's it's interesting because I mean I, I talked about on a previous episode how like I very much think in yearly terms. I don't really think beyond a year. Um, I have hopes hopes beyond a year, but I don't have like plans or goals. So, I don't know, for me, it's, it's setting those, those big goals, but then also having those little milestones along the way. Like, how do I know that I'm getting closer to that thing? So, like, okay, so I, if I have a yearly financial goal, okay, let's break that down, divide that by 12. What am I at now per month? So, I, I basically have a yearly checklist. So, I use Notion to just kind of keep track of all my stuff and plans and stuff. So on my dashboard, I see, you know, yearly goals with a checklist. And then I have monthly or this month's monthly goals. And then I have next month's monthly goals. So I can always see two months and one year every single morning, basically. Hmm. So for me, it's it is it's about breaking that yearly stuff down. If I don't feel like I'm making progress towards it, then I'm not setting big enough goals for the month. Um, Very rarely, but sometimes I'll you know, have weekly goals inside of that as well. But I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't, you know, if I, if I can reach that monthly financial goal that gets me to that yearly goal, I'm pretty excited about that. Especially if I can book um, projects a month out, which is really, really difficult to do with, with what we do to book something so far out. Because usually people wait to the last second and then they're like, Oh hey, we we have the budget. This has been approved, and we need to start like tomorrow because this thing is due in four weeks. So that's that's more common than anything. But um, it's really nice when you can start booking stuff out that's four to eight weeks out from even starting. Um, I'd say that that was kind of you know from the financial end. That's that's how I do things. But I don't know being able to to hire people 
I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'd call that a little victory. That is it's more of just a an added responsibility. <laughs> well, it's a little victory in the sense that you're providing income for somebody, you're providing opportunity and hopefully yeah. uh, you know, growing that person and uh, or at least yep. helping giving them a, a place to grow. Um, you're not responsible for their growth, but you're providing the the place for it, hopefully. Yeah. You don't strike me as the guy, kind of guy who's uh, doing a lot of shoulder jockeying. And if uh, folks don't know that term, it's a it's an old one that uh, means as a designer, when you're sitting in a chair, someone comes up behind you and starts to direct you over your shoulder. Hence the term. Anyway, are you a shoulder jockey? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I I have this conversation with the team all the time where I'm like, I look at things as if I'm a viewer basically i try not to look at it any other way so it's like all right let me see what you did okay does it make sense is it continuity there like i'm a real stickler on continuity so it's like okay we we were just on this shot and then now this is over here on this side what's going on there Mm -hmm. or like hey this early on we saw this color but then we don't see it anywhere else throughout like why aren't we seeing it there's it's just it doesn't make sense so for me that's most of the notes that i give are, are either that or I'm I'm big on fundamentals or just principles, like the absolute basics. As long as we can get those things right, then I'm fine. So like the 12 principles of animation, like I'm always looking for that stuff every time that I'm reviewing an animation by anybody. And it's like, oh, how can, can we push this farther? And if we can, it's somewhere in the principles of, of that or, or design, right? So it's like, oh, yeah. we just need more lines. We need more negative space. Um, it's very much how I think of things, but there's often times where people have their own ideas on what they think looks good. And I'm like, okay, I, I might not have done that, but like, you're feeling that right now. Like you go ahead and do it. So to your point um, though, that what you're, what you're doing is you're managing the expectations. You're, you're, you've got a framework for how you want to see this work completed. And you know, from experience that that framework, those 12, did you call them steps of animation? The principles, yeah. Principles, okay. So you know that these 12 principles of animation are going to be important to create the best possible communication in an animation format. All to say, it's your job to manage those and make sure, or manage those in the sense that you are reminding your folks that these things are important. I know this from experience and I want to make sure your work ladders up to that. Makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. And to your point about saying to somebody or somebody says to you, well, I think this is cool. That's where you and I as creative managers have to step in and go, got it. The first thing I'm going to do with, I think this is cool is ask you, how does that ladder up to any of these 12 principles or, or other expectations that we've set around this particular creative project. And I'm going to expect that you can articulate that as a designer. If you can't, then cool might get thrown out the front door yeah. because I got to have a reason. And if that sounds like I'm playing hardball, that's okay. Uh, it's something we've talked about before. I will probably always talk about it as long as I'm doing design is that, that if we're spending our clients' money wisely, our responsibility is to, as commercial designers, is to make sure that what we're making is communicating properly. And sometimes just being cool can definitely get eyeballs on things, but it may not be communicating as accurately as we need it to, to that end 
user. Anyway, mm. kind of a rant, yeah. but important no, stuff, I think. I think so. Um, can you read the question one more time again? I yeah. want to make sure I have those details right. The, the question Audrey gave us this week is, what's the best little win when owning a creative business? Little I, wins. Yeah. yeah, I guess kind of coming back to that. It's it's hard to describe what a little win is. It's Why? easy to it's it's just hard to see at that moment. You have so many things going on in your in your head that I don't know. I guess it's it's hard to just define what a victory is, right? So it's like you don't really know until much after the fact. Like, I don't know what the victories were until, you know, five years later, like looking back where I'm like, oh man, that was, that was a big moment right there. Says the like guy that, who does iterative planning. <laughs> it is. I mean, okay. I don't know. It's, you know, you, again, you can have these, these little check boxes and stuff like that. I don't know. Like filling in a checkbox, that's not necessarily a victory to me. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like those are all like good things, but to it's, me, it's wait, just part it's, of the wait, plan. It's, it's not a little win. I guess, I mean, it could be, but to me, it's not, it doesn't feel like a, a victory of any kind. It just feels like another step on a path. Okay. Like I'm just walking down the sidewalk, right? Like you're you don't celebrate every time. Exactly. It just, it, it, it feels like that. Okay. Um, it just, yeah, it just feels like another step forward. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like entitled to that based on the amount of work that I give. I understand that the world doesn't really work like that. But at the same time, I, I guess I've come to expect those checkboxes to be filled in. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, initially, those, those first victories were being able to get my first clients um, and feel like I was actually doing it, right? But then after that, maybe this sounds just horrible, but like that feeling goes away, Right. And it is, it's replaced by expectations and it's, it's not, I wish it wasn't that way, but you know, I still get excited whenever we get new clients in and stuff like that, but not nearly as excited as I used to get <laughs> whenever, I don't know, my entire life and well being was dependent on getting those clients and feeling like you're so against the odds then. And now I don't necessarily feel like I'm so against the odds like now it's just like okay cool we grew by you know 20% this year that's awesome like way to go the work's getting better um that's a big win i oh, i guess that's what i'm saying like it it's tough to see it now though it's it's much easier to see it farther into the future whether that's a few years out i, I so another weird thing here i also keep a list of uh, this is super weird. I've never told anybody about this, but I also in notion, I try to keep a list of like big moments in my life, like important moments that were just the best, the, the best moments of my life. Right. And I try to date them as much as possible, but I've never been able to experience something and then be able to write it in like immediately aside mm. from the birth of my children. Like, I haven't been able to, to write anything in until a year or two later. Okay. So it's it's really interesting that 
that's kind of how it works for yeah. me anyway. You're saying you got to look backwards for, you got to have a, there's a time span before you can yeah. look back and go, that was a little win or that was actually a big win. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So especially in the first year of, of being freelance, like, so for Audrey's case right here, there's so much good and so much bad that happens that it's such a roller coaster ride that it's tough to, to see when those things are like these big moments. Cause I, I mean, sometimes it's just like, Oh, I was at Starbucks and I met this person and then they hired me and now they bring a million dollars worth of work in every year. Like, there's so many of those kinds of stories out there. And it's like, I mean, could you could you call going to Starbucks a victory necessarily? You know, it was just like, not necessarily, you know, good things came about it. But I don't know. Calling it a victory, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Dylan? Well, let's go back to Audrey for a second. You know, like you mentioned, she's she went out into the agency life for a little bit, and now she's on her own. And I think... That is something that's really important, especially for younger designers. I know a few designers who, a couple in particular, who went from non-agency jobs straight into freelance. And I know this because I talked to both of them uh, before they did this. And there was a, a fairly lengthy conversation or two where they said, you know, this is what I want to do. What do you think? And I said, don't do it. Go work for agency some kind yeah. of agency, even a small one, go, go to work that for a year, ideally work for a couple at least, because there's a human dynamic there that you really need to explore. And I'm mm-hmm. going to give you the bad news. It's not always going to be good. It's going to be frustrating, but you're going to learn some really great stuff by doing that. So go work those gigs for a little while. And then you'll have some stuff in your tool belt that will really help you a ton when you go to work on your own, especially things about yep. client relationships and managing work and all kinds of things. So to Audrey's credit, she did that, which is great. And so going back to her question about what's, uh, what's the best little win when owning a creative business, she, unlike those folks that I just mentioned, she's going to have a better perspective to be able to answer her own question now and later because she's, she's able to compare what it was like to work for that agency, again, good and bad things, and then what it's like to be on her own now as a comparison point. So... Um, I think another way of thinking about this question, maybe reframing the question, is around the word, uh, thinking about little wins as moments of gratitude. So yeah. number one, are we, you know, if we look at little wins like just little tiny moments of being grateful for what we have, I could talk for, for a long time about what those little wins are because much of the time they are seemingly insignificant things that are really important to me now as a person who worked in big agencies where most things can feel like a giant snowball rolling down the hill. And here I am in my little studio down here at the Ford in Columbus um, with smaller projects typically and much, much smaller teams and scopes. And while there are days when that's very challenging because you know we lack um, these massive projects that give us this safety pad or this, this uh, bubble of months at a time. There are lots of little wins in that scenario. And one of them is, again, to be very direct, is I'm not riding a giant snowball every day. That feels like, to be blunt and explicit, it's really out of control. And uh, I felt that way a lot when I worked at big agencies. And 
while I had people that you know made it clear that my role was to help guide those kind of things, and I, I, I appreciate the folks that took, took me aside to say that or help guide me through those experiences, I still felt like we were on a giant snowball. That was, there were so many people inside that snowball and so many things going on that it was just impossible to control it and, and make the best possible product at the end of the day. It became, unfortunately, a lot of committee decisions where egos, including my own, were involved. And that doesn't make the best product. Again, sometimes it can be a fantastic product because you have many voices saying, hey, you know what? White guys in the room, you know, I hear you, but uh, you're really missing out on something here. Just hang on a second and reconsider what you're saying. Again, there's lots of great scenarios with larger teams and larger scopes. All I'm saying is I'm grateful for that experience, believe it or not, even though it sounds like I'm not, I am. Uh, those things form you. And that's why I say to junior designers, go work those things and experience them. So other things I'm, I think are, are little wins are the in the small studio setting, in the small team setting that we have here at Mengus Design, it's a very focused experience with clients. Again, no large snowball. So when I'm working with a client, it's one-to-one. I'm not going through layers of account folks. And again, God bless them. That's great. But that's not the scenario that I have here. Again, it comes with uh, having to wear that, as I wear that account hat and the design hat and the project manager hat much of the time, that's a stress point. But I really love the one-on-one relationship that I have with clients. It means a lot to me. I feel like we're really building something together. And that feels great at the end of the day because not just feels great emotionally, but we see the end result is oftentimes um, done more efficiently and more accurately because we're not playing the telephone game or whatever the game, you know, metaphor you want to make up where people sit in a circle and, you know, whisper in each other's ear one at a time. We're not playing that game. I'm looking that person in the eye and saying, help me understand what you what you need from this help me know who you're talking to and asking those questions and listening carefully for those answers so i cherish that and i guess you could say well that's a big win sure it is a big win but those conversations if they're done well are free of phones and other distractions and large groups of people half of whom are just checked out on their devices we are right there getting it done in a very direct way and man, do I treasure that. That's a, that's a little win, one at a time kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, another little win, I think, is, is just speaking of time, is having a little more control over your time. And one of the perks for me is that I've traveled more in the last six years of running this business than I ever did when I worked mm-hmm. for somebody else. And that's good and bad. You know, you're running a small business. You can't afford to just pretend like you're some Instagram influencer, you know, gallivanting off to some country, uh, you know, Bali for a month um, yeah. and, and living on a reed mat. Nice idea. I don't know who those people are. They're just, they're unicorns to me. Uh, I'll give you one quick example. I spent a month overseas in Southeast Asia with my friend John McCollum. We had an amazing trip. He asked me to... Um, be the photographer for the trip and uh, a lot to talk about there, but 
it was wild to see three to be in three countries in 30 days and we were running and gunning nonstop. Well, not gunning, but you know, it's just a phrase. Anyway, uh, running and shooting uh, with cameras nonstop in Cambodia and Thailand and, and Myanmar. On the other hand, it was a real struggle to come back and get back in the work mode with the business. You know, walking away from a small business for a month and being in a position on a daily basis where there was no time to run my business really in any capacity, 8,000 miles away, I can't say I'd do that again anytime soon, if ever. That was probably not the best judgment call. Amazing experience, but definitely put a hurt, it put me in a hurt locker for a while to get back on, uh, back up to speed. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of what this comes down to this, these little victories, honestly, the big, the biggest thing is just defining what a victory is. Cause it's different for all of us. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I, that's definitely not something that I have, have ever done super well of just kind of identifying what those little victories are and acknowledging them as little victories. I care only about the big victories. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, There's the raw truth. It, I mean, it, it is. Um, the little victories are important. It's like the, uh, I don't know, you want to, you can win the battle and you want to win the war as well. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that, that difference. And that, to me, that's more what it feels like. Hmm. Um, and much like, I don't know, this is the right way to say this, but much like winning a war, there are casualties, right? Um, and that's kind of how it feels all, more often. So even when you do reach this victory that you wanted, it's going to cost you something. And sometimes that's just your energy. And sometimes, I don't know, it's it's tough to kind of define what that is. But so anyway, I guess for me, it just, it feels very much like a battle. And mm. like, I'll be excited about about these little moments for just a little bit. I might, you know, leave my office and tell my wife all about it because she's, she's the one that I share all the little victories with. Um, but then I come right back to work and I keep going again. Um, I don't know, but like I, I wish I would honestly do more stuff like what you're talking about. Like I wish I would travel more, um, especially whenever things are like a little bit slower. I'm, I'm always not fast enough to recognize those moments of like, like, yeah, one of the benefits of, of doing what we do is we, we could have some of that freedom of like, it's a Monday. What do you want to do? Uh, like whatever. But for me, anytime that things slow down, I work even more. Um, because I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know, trust that everything will work out. You know, I know I, I say that it, it will, cause I do believe that it's easier to say those things and believe it whenever things are going well, but whenever things aren't going well, it's really tough to see that. So I guess one of my big things early on is that I wish that during those slow times, I would have just pulled back a little bit and just taken a break. Mm. Like it's kind of the world telling you it's, it's a good time for a break. Um, yeah, balance, and, you know? Yeah, for sure. And But, you know, I, I always miss those those opportunities to go do things. I mean, I still travel with my family occasionally, go on trips and stuff like that, but nothing nothing big. It's usually just something little. And honestly, most of that's because with three kids, it's just difficult to go to a restaurant down the road. So, I can't, I can't <laughs> imagine. 
I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. But I guess, so let, let me ask you that, Dylan. Like, what, do, do you define what a little victory is? I think your point about looking backwards to define those things is important. It's, um, you know, I don't, I don't make a list and go, these are the little victories that I'm, that I'm working towards. And when I reach them, I'll know what they are. Uh, I think you, I think first, and again, this speaks towards Audrey, you know, when you, when you're jumping out on your own, you romanticize, yeah. you pre-romanticize what some of those little victories will be. Like I said, you know, you can, or like you just mentioned, oh, it's Monday, I'm going to take it off because I'm not super busy and I can do that. Or I'll sit here at this coffee shop for an extra hour or two. Uh, or you romanticize other things about owning your own business. And some of those romantic ideas are actually very true. Yeah. There's a reason why they, they come to mind or, uh, you know, kind of roil around in your crawl space because they're real. But as you were just saying, there are casualties to this battle of running your own business. And the longer I do this, the more I, like I said about this South Asia, uh, Southeast Asia trip, the more I realize I, I have to be very careful about that balance of, uh, you know, working 12, 14 hour days and assuming I can take off for two or three or four weeks. Janet and I drove yeah. across the country um, for a couple of back-to-back uh, races a few years ago, mm-hmm. just be, just a year or so before COVID hit. And so we were on the road for the better better part of a month, um, mm-hmm. three plus weeks. It was fantastic. We love road tripping together. But again, there are casualties to taking that kind of time off. You're not really going to work your business if you're dr- behind the wheel of a car in the middle of Wyoming. And uh, anyway, so... I to go back to your question. I I don't think preemptively about what little victories are, but I have to reiterate that point about gratitude. I do yeah. on a daily basis think my mindfulness towards gratitude. That's what produces uh, helps me see the little victories, uh, at least a. a uh, a weekly basis, if not daily basis. Yeah, I, I, I really do think that's a, a really good point as well. To just acknowledge when things are going good. I mean, acknowledge when things aren't going good too. I think just like you were saying about working at agency first, you need to have that context for when things are good and when things are bad. Um, but I don't know, a- acknowledging and, and being grateful, I think is a really really important part of things. So when you do, I, here's the thing. So you talk about that, that trip that you went on, that was the better part of a month. Would you, if you, if you could go back, would you do anything differently? No. About that? No. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that kind of goes to like, yes, there, there are casualties sometimes, but that's okay. Um, obviously we're not talking about people here, but like, um, to, to make little sacrifices to just live a better life. I mean, I think, I think going back to what you're saying about romanticizing, I think that's why everybody wants to be like freelance. Everybody wants to have their own small business because they want freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I wanted. But again, like I was saying, like it was tough for me to recognize that freedom because I was living in scarcity. Like I, I, I think I was born into scarcity, honestly. So it's just kind of tough for me to get outside of that feeling. Yeah. Um, Same here. But I don't know. I, that honestly, until the last 
year or two has started to kind of drift away a little bit. And that feeling to me, I mean, again, this is another big victory, but it's like I was constantly working towards getting, removing that feeling of feeling like this whole thing's going to fall apart and that I'm going to be broke and not be able to support my family. It's really silly when you kind of think about it, especially if you start looking at like some of the actual data to my business where it's like things are trending in the right direction. Why the hell are you so like scared? And um, maybe that's just a business owner mentality, but um, maybe, maybe it goes back to what you said about having, you know, growing up with scarcity, being born into yeah. scarcity, you know, just for, for people listening, you know, Matt and I are not trust fund kids that are sitting mm-hmm. on piles of money from birth. You know, I think one thing that you and I share, even though there's a difference in our ages is that we're, we both know how to work. Yep. And um, as you mentioned early on in our, our podcast, you were one of the first people to complete a college degree. Uh, and again, let me be really clear. I am at a, I don't look at a college degree as superior to some other vocation. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. But um, I hope the greater point here is that you and I are conditioned for lots of reasons to push through and keep working and working and working. Probably mm-hmm. too much is the, what I'm getting at here. And so um, it's hard for it's hard for me to give myself grace and hard for me to take those breaks. You know, when I, when I did the Hawaii trip here last fall, it's not because I'm sitting on piles of money. Mm-hmm. It's just, I have friends in actually low places, um, jungle places that have uh, a modest, beautiful little home that was open to me and I got a cheap flight. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't afford to go out and live in Hawaii for two weeks, <laughs> pay, pay for lodging. You know, I mean, yep. I went to this meager little grocery store a mile away from the house and, and um, you know, I had a pretty modest diet. I lost weight on that trip. I got my website updated. I'm pretty happy about that. So I worked, <laughs> yeah. I worked pretty hard during that trip. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, you and I are a couple of guys who are with this podcast, you know, trying to share stuff and help each other and maybe help somebody else just not repeat some of the mistakes that we've made or we've seen people make. That's, that's why we're here. We're not here like we're, you know, we know it all. We're here because we sometimes work too much or yeah. fail to see little victories or little wins like Audrey asked us to consider. So whatever all yeah. that's worth. For sure. Um, uh, go- going into some, some final thoughts here, I have a couple things written down. I think that Audrey, if I was you, Um, or anybody that's kind of either thinking about going freelance or anybody that has already, or somebody looking to kind of step up their small business. I would say to keep an eye on what those victories are. Define those victories for yourself. I don't necessarily think that you need to define every little victory, but as long as you understand what you're working towards, and you can measure if you get closer to that thing, um, go go get some Ted's. Go get a burger from your favorite place. Celebrate those things. I think that is important. Um, and having having that gratitude um, and and working... I don't know, if, you're, if you're like me, um, where I was talking about just living in scarcity... And that being your only thing, just understand that you're probably not going to ever shake that feeling. 
Um, that might just be your personality. Um, so I guess don't get stuck in the only looking at financials as far as victories go. I would say, you know, define what those little victories are in a number of different ways. It could be some financial, but make sure they're not all financial um, victories that you hope to accomplish. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to add something that's not going to be a surprise. The gratitude thing is really important. I don't do it every day, but my best days I wake up and begin the day just being thankful for what I have. I am very aware of the fact that I am a white man in America. And I don't say this lightly. I can unpack a lot of history here with my dad and what he did in the prison system in the 60s and just some a lot of things there to say. I understand, at least on some small level, how spoiled I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't take that lightly. And I'm deeply grateful for every day I can wake up and take a full breath and walk into this little studio and try to make some uncommonly great stuff for clients. I know it sounds like a sales pitch, but I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And what I look forward to is growing this business to the point where I can bring more people into it directly mm-hmm. daily. Man, I look forward to that. That's my hope. You know, it's kind of my dream. Um, so I can help other people further their careers. So yeah, with that, I think that's a wrap on this podcast. That is. Um, the, go ahead. Did you have a good sign off? Just want to thank folks for listening this far. As you can probably tell, we are a couple of guys who are not uh, coming into this with, again, wads of money and uh, uh, any sense of doing something perfectly. But we appreciate you listening. 100%. Yep. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. The Command Z Show is Matt Vojak and Dylan Mingus. Have a question you want us to discuss? Send us a message at cmdz.show. And while you're at it, we'd love a quick review on the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.